Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from Treasonable Studios in Los Angeles with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. He is a comedian, actor, raconteur, juggler of words and objects, currently working on the follow-up to his debut comedy album, A Little Off the Top of My Head. Always a pleasure to introduce, and for the first time in a long time, in person, in studio, Mr. Jim Coughlin. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much, David. Uh, what do you think? How long do you think we've seen been sitting face-to-face? Was it February, maybe, or January, February of 2020? Yeah, and uh, here we are. I'm uh, I'm glad to be. This is like really one of my first face to faces. I Thursday was two weeks uh, post uh, vaccine, and I'm nice. feeling good. Excellent. Well, welcome, welcome back to uh, civilization. Thank if, you. If this passes for that, there was cheesecake. So wonderful it's, it's, cheesecake was served. Um, it was a, a David Robinson. Uh, patented recipe well no patent yet pending uh, okay patent pending um i believe i believe it's one seven nine six eight four three four six well two. don't give it all away uh, and a wonderful <laughs> wonderful treat and uh, i look forward to uh, sparring or agreeing with you excellent uh i i also look forward to that as well and uh yeah thanks thanks for being here as always we are also joined by comedian scholar and the black voice of reason mr time and ship always a pleasure sir welcome thank you dave power to the people uh good to be here with good old jimbo he's always it's always good to have jim i always have a good time not to say that the other ones i don't have a good time but it's always we don't get to see jim much but when he comes out we Always have a good time. Well, and I, I would say the timing is is particularly good because uh, we are potentially in danger, although not in danger, of uh, getting crushed by a Chinese rocket. And uh, Jim is always good on the factoids and the uh, you know the scientific angle on things like that. So so we will we will be talking about the uh, potential of getting crushed. By a Chinese rocket this weekend. By the time you're hearing this, who knows? It may already have come down. Sky is falling. It, it could be, this recording could be the last recording of humanity. No, I guess it has no chance of wiping out all of humanity. Darn it. Um, anyway, uh, maybe this will be, maybe we'll be crushed separately as we go through our lives in la if it hits la well and, that, i mean that's the thing la is all about crushing people yes. separately so <laughs> yes <laughs> it starts with the dreams and then moves on to the body me i'm dr david robinson speaking of dreams moving on to the body <laughs> That makes no sense at all. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse. And in addition to Chinese rocketry, we do have a lot to talk about. But first, a brief message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies... I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... 
Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. The UK variant goes great with period dramas and tea with milk in it. The California variant, made with avocados from Mexico. And the Brazilian variant that goes down so smooth, it's like there's nothing there at all. Unmitigated Spread Variants. It's time for another peak. Well, speaking of time, it is the 19th Saturday of the new year. Almost almost not so new anymore. And uh, being the 8th of May, that also means it is my sister's birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Lisa. Sis. Yeah, uh, not celebrated nationally at this point, but give her time. Uh, it is also National Archery Day and National Miniature Golf Day, which combined is just a fun Saturday. There might be people confused who who love archery and mini golf and don't know which one to celebrate more. And in which case, just practice your archery at the mini golf course. <laughs> there you go. Very simple. If you can bank it off the windmill and hit the loud kid on the sixth hole, that's that's an albatross. And that's friend. the arrow. <laughs> and that's the arrow. Yes. Yes, and someday we will learn from the arrow of our ways. <laughs> I don't know where this comes from. Not only that, well, Mother's Day is tomorrow. And, yes, and happy, Mother's, happy Mother's, Day. Mother's Day to all the uh, moms is, and the, the bad mothers. Is Lisa uh, a mother? She, she well, boy, howdy, was she when we were growing up? Oh, uh, boy. But uh, no, no, okay. no all kids, right. just right. uh, just the felines. And uh, she's, she's a professor. So I, I think. You know, while not biological, uh, she's she's looking out for a bunch of kids. Uh, anyway. uh, professor of what? Art. Art. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. We need those. Uh, great. Well, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to just say happy Mother's Day to any of the women I made mothers. Um, I don't know of any, but, you know, if they're out there. I, you know, I, on, on that note, you know, it's it's the old standby joke any kids none that i know of absolutely i i I like to think that i have led my life in such a way that uh it it discourages any potential mothers from from like giving me credit for that like yeah no you're you're better off not knowing your father yeah you know (laughs) um, what what you want to do for the rest of your life is never do ancestry dna or 23 and me well, I, you know, paranoia over, over privacy concerns anyway. And I'm sure there are people in my family that have done them, but yeah, you know, you, you want my DNA, uh, you know, you'll have to let me buy you dinner or provide a court order. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was uh, sitting outside the lounge the other day and um, one of my buddies there said to me, Ship, you know what you need? Oh, no. <laughs> you need a baby. <laughs> That'd be perfect for you right now. I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you just, you know, did you trip today? Did you hit you? I know you're 66, 
but you really, that Alzheimer's, you really need to get that checked out. <laughs> Maybe some dementia, a little Parkinson's or something, because baby. But then I did let him know, look, man, I am the uncle of damn near 50 nieces and nephews. <laughs> if I need a child, six months and up, I can get one. See, Boy, I, okay. yeah. I'm normally uh, pretty good with the response. Someone says, oh, my God, you need a baby. I, I would probably say, no, no, no I'm, I just ate. Thank you. I'm, yes. I'm good. But I, I generally you know, am able to very quickly verbally negate the idea that, oh, you should have a kid. You would be a great dad. It's like, no, I would be a fun dad. That, but, that you would. But there is, and I'm not saying that great dads aren't fun, but- if it's a Venn diagram, I am definitely in the fun circle somewhere outside the concurrence right. of the two. There's, I, I used to do a joke. You know, they, they say you should dress for the job that you want. And based on my appearance, I think the job I want is weekend dad. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm dressed for it. <laughs> I went out on a date and a woman had said to me, how come you ain't got no kids? I said, because I wore a condom. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah, I'm one of those <laughs> condom wearers. Yeah, you, 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 you and you. So you ain't got no babies all over the place. No, no drama. I'm sorry, was I supposed to have some? I, said, I don't have any. I'm sorry. The, the, That's I'm amazing. I'm guessing there was no second date. I'm hoping. No. Okay. There was none. Because I know sometimes, you know, you keep the crazy ones around, you yeah. know, for entertainment purposes. Yeah. but. How how come you haven't been res irresponsible? Yes. <laughs> that's like her. Right. I what mean, a, you know, that's what she wanted me to, I, I, I couldn't understand that. You want to what, know. So, that. so what are you doing as a black man to reinforce stereotypes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I do. I, I don't say mama name anymore. I used to say mama name. I don't say that anymore. I don't eat chitlins. Wait, wait, what, what is mama name? You know, we're going to go uh, out to St. Louis this weekend, visit mama name. No, it's it's basically it's 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 like a it's almost one word put together, mama and them. Okay, okay. But okay. they call it mama them. Mama them. Mama them going down to the thing, you know. Because you know, it, to me, it kind of starts to lead me into the Muppets. You know? Right, right. Mama them. Mama them. Ten minutes and forty three seconds. I think we've set a new record for derailing the show. No, you know we've, um, we've derailed it during the intro. Sure, before. sure, it's, sure. We have. Uh, yeah. Oh, are we starting? Was the interview? I mean, the the uh, the <laughs> intro over. Is the intro over? Well, I mean, not not entirely. Okay, uh, you know, just uh, a tangent. Oh, so uh, we we did uh, leave leave the track uh, when we were mentioning that Mother's Day is tomorrow. Today, however. And I, you know, maybe this sounds a little bit too much like, well, we can't do that on Sunday because it's Mother's Day. But uh, the day before, why don't we celebrate um, National Babysitter's Day, National Student Nurse Day, National Birth Mother's Day? <laughs> Not seeing any potential uh, yes. confluence there. Uh, also, National Dog Mother's Day. Uh, oh, so, okay. You know, they need attention too. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and it's a National Have a Coke Day, yeah. which I imagine came about as, you know, um, you ask why we're celebrating National Babysitter's Day, uh, let's sit down and uh, have a Coke. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it's, it's National Coke 
No, no, National Have a Coke Day. Oh, National yeah. Have a Coke Day. I was imagining it was Nas- National Coat Sitters Day. Yeah. You know, the, the the woman that does your hat check the, and your coat check. Yeah. I mean, because really, who doesn't deserve a day? I love the idea of dog mothers deserving yeah. a day because, you know, so many women are forced to become dog mothers, you know, whether, whether it's by accident, um, <laughs> You know. Yeah, but but who rescued who? Exactly. <laughs> no, it's funny. My uh, my step poodle was over here this morning, uh, puked on the porch, uh, which nice. not characteristic, but yeah, I think uh, he was in a giving mood. So I nice. do remember my old babysitter. Her name was Miss Vivian. Yeah, most ruthless woman ever. They don't make those. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to beg my. Well, they, they probably still make them. They're just you know, no, by smokes. by legal order, not allowed to be around children anymore. Yeah. Had a very raspy voice and smoked uh, no filtered camels, and my mother would take my sister. You know, my mom would she take me over. She was fourteen. There. Yeah, she'd take me over there, <laughs> and she would, you know, just an old woman, and she'd she'd say to him, uh, um, "Hi, Vivian. Here's Timon. He's having a little potty problem. A little potty problem, huh, Rose. <laughs> well, don't you worry. <sighs> we'll take care of it." <laughs> yeah. And and I'm looking at my mother like, please, don't do this. Leave and me here with Miles Davis. <laughs> the door would slam. <laughs> <laughs> and she would turn and look at me. I hear tell you have a little potty problem. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, little red ass boy. You bet not shit and you bet not piss, because if you do, I'm beating your ass. And I'd be locked up, bro. <laughs> All the kids were walking around, locked up. No boo boo. Nobody. Wow. I just, when you said babysitter. I was like, people don't understand. We were very tortured. That woman tortured. And I, when my sisters picked me up, I'd be shitting all down my leg. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I could, that's a goddamn it. Yeah, what are no, you doing? No wonder you have a problem. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, oh, you don't understand how bad I had it. Wow. Vivian. Made me think of the only babysitter I remember, cause maybe because I had so many siblings uh-huh. that were older that, that, you know, I just didn't, only a short period of time maybe would have ever needed a babysitter. But um, I remember there was this girl, she lived up the street and I think she babysat other people more. Mm-hmm. And she just happened to be, you know, have a, a, a large chest. And so some of the kids were calling her Big Jugs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't know, she might not have known why. Okay, so then the one time she was going to babysit me, she started calling me Little Jugs. And, <laughs> and I remember being embarrassed like that she's going to realize, you know. But that was that. Um, well, Jim, we've got a surprise for you. Come on in. <laughs> All the way from St. Louis, it's Big Jugs. No. Yeah, yeah. I think the last name was Pazak. Yeah. <laughs> Pazak is a bitch. Wait, no. <laughs> Certainly deserves. You, you couldn't resist, could you? No, it was. I mean, it was right there. It, it was right there. I mean, you know, it's what I do. Uh, but uh, we're we're talking about time and days, and we are 109 days into the Biden administration, and as of today, we've got Timberney. 580,452 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 32,679,911 confirmed cases. 
with about 150.4 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine and about 110.9 million of them are fully vaccinated. So, much like uh, time in a gym, yeah, I mean, we don't have room for for 110.9 million people uh, at treasonable studios, not at once. But you've got a sample of two of them. Yes. Now, what was the number of confirmed cases? 32,679,911. So that's a 1 in 64 chance of dying based on that number. Of You know, in other words, if 32 million cases have happened, or is that cases right now? Well, since like from the, uh, from the beginning of the pandemic to this week. Yeah, so 32 million... And then 500,000 deaths, so that to me is a hundred, uh, one in 64 chance. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, so so kind of... <laughs> I didn't realize there was going to be math on yeah, this so just despite sort of, introducing you as like the science No, guy. it just gives you the, gives the lie to the idea that, oh, only 0.0001%, you know. Well, no, it's, it's yeah. just like the flu. Yeah. Like a very, very lethal, contagious <laughs> flu. Or a Seychellus. Uh, the Seychelles? The Seychelles. Uh, are they? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I want to say ocean. it's like off the <laughs> off the coast of Africa. Okay. Well, I want to say. The yeah. Seychelles. It's called the what? Say again? The Seychelles. The Seychelles. <laughs> say what? <laughs> no, no, no. The Seychelles. No, Seychelles. <laughs> Seychelles. Would you say shells? Shells. No, Seychelles. <laughs> no, Seychelles. Seychelles. It is, they are, they, they are the most vaccinated country, vaccinated country, and they have now... Uh, the cases uh, are surging in their world's most vaccinated in, in their country. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, is right all right. Well, let's see here. Huh. Um, I, I want to go back to the Abbott and Costello routine we were developing there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the name of that island? Seychelles. What do you want me to Seychelles for? <laughs> no. They really are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And Oh, what was it? Yeah, so look, this is like Southern Africa, uh, uh, Madagascar there, and uh, the Seychelles right, right over there. Right, yeah. and the is there is um, let's see here, Seychelles is there. It's and amazing then, we have these little computers in our pockets. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. There's another island. I'm uh, trying to figure out where that other one is. Okay, cool, very cool. Um, <laughs> I'm, we're learning Seychelles. some geography. Seychelles, 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 Seychelles. Seychelles. not Seychelles. Not 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 she she. <laughs> Although I understand the Seychelles are somewhat she she. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> I I know a, a travel agent, and uh, <laughs> she lives on the hill. <laughs> she she sells Seychelles <laughs> on the seashore. <laughs> anyway, good night, everybody. <laughs> You know, Simon, I'm I'm straight right now. I I feel like we might be high. Are we high? It's the damn that's the cheesecake Dave gave us. What is in the, this tea? Uh, no, uh, Lipton. Okay. All right, yeah. All no, right. there's uh, no one has been dosed uh, <laughs> uh, unknowingly. Oh yeah. Well, then why is there an elephant crawling on the wall? New decor. Oh okay. <laughs> I like that poster. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it's uh it's a uh, motion art. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. Inevitable. Uh, yeah. Well, as as long as we're we're already off the rails before we start getting into serious stuff. So, uh, the Seychelles uh, are uh, in the middle of of a bunch of water. Yes. Uh, which which the the former president would be uh, proud to inform us is is very wet water. 
Yes. Um, yes. Now, oceans, seas, lakes make up more than 70% of the, uh, the Earth's surface, right? Correct. So, statistically, uh, this Chinese rocket. Sure. And they, the, the reason for, for those who've sort of been tracking it, not, not the, the actual rocket, but the, uh, the story. The story, yeah. Uh, it, it has been uh, slowing down. It, it was a booster rocket to get the latest Chinese space station uh, up in orbit. And it was in such a low orbit that as it was going around, it would sort of skim the atmosphere which caused it to slow down. And I guess they don't know, you know, because it isn't in orbit, this isn't a controlled thing. They don't know exactly when or where it's going to fall. And because it is moving so fast, minutes minutes of time entering the atmosphere could translate into thousands of miles. Yeah, one thing I read said something like, during the time frame that it could come down, it will orbit like 20,000 times, something like that. Or that, that, that doesn't make sense. That's so high. But anyway, thousands <laughs> of times that it'll be orbiting the Earth. Well, it should burn and, up coming down. Well, well they yeah, probably but will. But it's like 10 stories. It's, I mean, it's, it's, very it's big. pretty fucking huge. So the so, thing is, it's not like it's going to burn up and, you know, it'll, it'll, basically burned down to like a, a popcorn kernel it's it's still gonna be pretty big yeah, but when, now, it, when I, it lands. this this brings me or splash i, I, I want to tell you about something that happened in 1954 <laughs> because to, to, to the best of my knowledge <laughs> nobody has ever been hit by space debris right and we've got all these uh satellites and some of them come down and we and anyway but then we also have meteorites which is another type of space debris that comes down so on november 30th 1954 a meteorite came down in alabama crashed through the roof of this place bounced and hit a woman she is woman woman okay uh well she's dead now but she lived for about 15 more years and that this is the Silicaga meteorite. That's the only meteorite up to that point that had ever hit anybody. And we've had those as long as there have been humans. There have been meteorites. There was maybe a, even longer. Yeah, there there was um, 1671. There was a case maybe, but they don't know if it's real or whatever. And then there was a kid in 1992 that was hit. Anyway, the point is, there's almost zero chance this hits a human being. But if you do get hit, you are the unluckiest son of a bitch in the history of the hey, world. It's as bad as this woman who's been living in a house for over 40 years and <laughs> got hit by a truck in her kitchen. You know, <laughs> and I mean, can you imagine? You've been going to your kitchen for 40 years. What's the chances of a truck hitting you while you're getting a midnight snack? Now, what is, where is the chance? That's pretty incredible. Now, to me... Was, was the truck carrying a meteorite? <laughs> Now, because that would be something. Well, the, the, the only thing to me that would make that story better is if she was um, somebody that was housebound. <laughs> she was afraid of all the things that could go wrong out in the big, crazy, dangerous world. Well, the, the truck pinned her up against the stove because she was making tea. She never nice. got to enjoy it. But, I mean. and, but she's okay? No, she's dead. Oh, she's dead. 
Well, then I don't even know if pinned is the right word. To me, pinned means you've well, got some... She, I'm sure she was crushed, but, but she didn't... <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure she was... Devastated. Up, I'm sure she was upset. <laughs> Wouldn't you be upset if you're in your kitchen making tea and a well, truck comes in and kills you? What I'd kind certainly, of tea? I'd be very upset. Uh, I Well, you know what? Odds are Wait, and, Lipton. Yeah, let's... Uh, not not that their view is is normally represented on this show, but just out of respect to any Republicans who might be listening, what was she wearing? Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> maybe she maybe Night she gown. was asking for. Oh, you know yeah. what? You know what? She, she was, was asking wearing, for it. She was probably wearing dark clothing, and the trucker couldn't see her. <laughs> the woman had no business being in that kitchen. <laughs> I was I was um. Uh, I love those types of things like, you know, where it's like, you're not supposed to get hit by a, you're not supposed to get hit by a truck in general, but certainly not in your kitchen, <laughs> right? I was in, I, I was, uh, I was in Seattle. This is, this is why people listen to Let's Be Treasonable because yes. we, we do take the, the bold stance on issues. Yes. Getting hit by a truck? Shouldn't do it. Yes. <laughs> Should not do that. I was right. in, um, I was in Seattle visiting my sister and I just happened to take this particular bus and it happened that that same, I think it was the same route, or maybe it was a different route. But anyway, while I was there, a bus had a, a crazy guy stab the driver Oh shit! while it was going over a bridge. And so the bus went off the bridge and landed, I think, partly on an apartment building underneath it. But the driver's body ended up on the roof. That's not what's <laughs> supposed to happen. Like, you go to work as a bus driver. You could get stabbed. That could happen. Right. Certainly. You're not supposed to end up dead on the roof of an right. apartment building. This has, like, a very uh, Final Destination kind of thing to it. Like, a oh, psychic told me I was going to die on yeah. the roof of a building off the freeway. I'm never on the roof of a building. I'll be fine. That's I'll, why I I'm went just to work. Go, go, go to work, yeah. I wonder if that's the bridge where they... Um, the guys would go take their breaks. They're going to be on a lunch break, and they could see people committing suicide. You know, you're sitting <laughs> out having a cup of coffee, and a guy would dive off. Into, seriously, he would dive off. And I'm like, who does this? How can you be sitting? Someone, with- someone who doesn't have Netflix. <laughs> right. I mean, they would go, you know, you go out, you, you sit out and everything, and someone's out on the ledge. And they were jumping. And they, I guess it was in Seattle. Guys would get a cup of coffee, and they would pretty much... You know, good time and someone's going to go because, you know, the weather's always different. You know, they always have the, the rain and everything. Are you, are you saying that just on a general day they would sit out waiting for suicides? Well, they were happening pretty regularly because of the weather. Oh, oh And so you could just, you could oh. just, you know, and, you know, go out and have a sandwich, a cup of coffee and a smoke and there you go. Now, I had a friend who was um, in her apartment and not feeling like leaving and her friend's like, you know, don't gonna- worry, <laughs> this is a bus that should be coming by. <laughs> so, so she's waiting. She's at home, kind of depressed. And uh, her friend convinces her to go to the movies. And she goes to the movies. And while she's at the movies, her phone starts kind of exploding with texts and phone calls and stuff. And a plane... With, I believe the pilot had some, maybe some cocaine in his system. Uh, well, the plane crashed into her apartment building. Wow. Killed, uh, well, I think pretty much landed in her apartment. Damn. And killed a next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was in, I think, Santa Monica area, um, about 
maybe 10, 15 years ago. But you know, you know what movie she went to see? Um, <laughs> that's the great thing is if I knew the movie, then David would go, well, that came out, uh, it was opened on July no, no, 3rd. Ger- uh, Jeremy. Jeremy. That's does. more Jeremy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, you would know the soundtrack and where the band yeah. formed that played on the soundtrack. <laughs> you know, um, everybody yeah. got their something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give you. I'll, I'll I'll quiz you the one I know. Ario Speedwagon, Champaign, Illinois. Boom, he got it. Uh, My I, sister went to uh, University of Illinois. Yep. Yeah. Uh, looks <laughs> looks like university and St. Louis U too. She went to St. Louis U. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I I think it was maybe two years after I left Champagne because I I worked in Champagne for for a couple of years. Worked at uh, the Web ninety three five, and uh, then worked at the Octopus, which was the free weekly in Champagne at the time. But I think it was maybe two. Three years after I left Champagne, and moved back to Chicago. That uh, they named a street after Ario Speedwagon. Nice, nice. Um, my brothers. I, 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 be, before the show started, I was telling you about my brother joint going on the road with the band. His bass player was the younger brother of the bass player for Ario Speedwagon. Wow. And that is, that is the only reason why I know Ario Speedwagon formed <laughs> what, in Champagne. And, and what was their what was that signature? So he's the wait a minute. Well, keep on loving you was was the big ballad. But aren't these the guys that um, they? Well, they heard it from a friend. Who, yeah, who, who heard who, it from a friend, and who heard which, it from another. You'd been messing around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which by the way, um, which was first that song or? And then I told two friends, and then uh, they two. I think the Fabergé shampoo commercial was before. Interesting. Uh, Taking on the run. Taking on the run was, uh, I want to say, nineteen seventy nine. Uh, from the album High Infidelity. But I think the Fabergé shampoo commercials were like 76 or 77, maybe. Nice. What, what's the lead singer's name? Uh, um, oh, my God. It just... Uh, Kevin... Um, He's bald-headed, right? No, no. He's still got like a big mop of uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm shaggy hair. Wrong. Kevin Cronin. I'm you thinking of the other band. Uh, they're, from, they're, they're, I go, they're from Georgia. Um, um, I thought they were called Oreo Speedwagon. No, no, definitely champagne. Um, one of the great things that, that David brings to the table is he can tell you the the condition of the hair <laughs> of a singer from any band from the seventies through the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, you can quiz him like uh, Bob Mold from Who's Could Do. Uh, Bob Mold uh, shaved these yeah, days. Yeah, 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 that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> Yeah. See, you can't you can't stump him, Timon. No, no. Um, <laughs> now, the real question is, how are they treating it? Like, it would blow my mind. Uh, if probably he... conditioner, maybe once, twice oh, okay. a week. Okay, okay, all right, all right. No, was that what you? Uh, well, I was going with more like, are they taking Propecia? Oh, um, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or well, you just know, naturally. Huey, you know, Huey Lewis in the news. Huey can't hear. He's, you know, he that's right. That's right. He's yeah. lose, lost his hearing. Um, yeah. He played at the uh, Atlanta uh, 1996, played at the uh, Sports Illustrated parties, and oh. the Rupert's Orchestra, as I mentioned earlier, also played those shows every every night. Well, this and, has nothing to do with the, the audience the, at home. One of the main uh, pictorials in that Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue shot 
in the Seychelles. Is that right? I, I have no idea, but I, didn't I, I see do that. know that they do a lot of modeling shoots in the Seychelles. Certainly, so. because you know the, the the amazing thing about the Seychelles is that the seashore in the Seychelles, <laughs> the it actually doesn't have seashells yeah. at the Seychelles. So if you want a shot without seashells, you go to the Seychelles. The Seychelles. Yeah. The the pellet with the potion. <laughs> yes. The, the pestle with the, the vessel. Yeah, and, yeah. Yes, and the things with the people get the nuts. So it was uh, it was an interesting week in the news. In addition to everything that uh, that we've been talking about so far, you know, I I feel like the the way this show is tracking, we should go from like the most inane to the most serious. Maybe sure, sure. Uh, if we'll we'll see if we get there. But uh, this week, Facebook. Uh, effectively extended the ban on Donald Trump for another six months. Okay. Okay. Which I, I guess is a good thing in terms of slowing down the spread of misinformation and disinformation. But I've heard some people, you know, listening to a lot of the, uh, the talk shows on the radio and, and some of the, uh, you know, cable networks, there are some people who believe he should be let back on and not, it's his First Amendment right. No, it's a private company. There's The First Amendment has nothing to do with this. Right. But there are people who think he should basically be given enough rope to hang himself. Um, well, Which he, yeah. I, I disagree. I think, you know, that yeah, these are not people who can be trusted with rope. Figuratively or literal, as we saw on January 6th. But, I mean, just off off the top of the story uh, and, and the discussion. Thoughts on should should he get enough rope to, to hang no, himself? No, we right now they're trying to find reasons to destroy the election in Arizona because the majority of Republicans think the election was stolen. And the reason they think it was stolen is because Trump said it was stolen. He said they're going to steal it. He said, if I don't win, it will have been stolen. And everything else told you, if you're a reasonable person, that he's not polling well, he's not going to win, he's going to lose. Oh, look at this. We've counted all the votes. He lost. All of this data says he lost, and the majority of Republicans believe he won strictly because he said he won. Mm -hmm. So if I had a private company and I didn't want to live in a country that was no longer a democracy, I would actually not let him on to my platform whatsoever. There you go. Well, he's a dangerous guy, man. I mean, the, I mean, people buy into the insaneness that comes out of his mouth. I mean, the dude said six months before he even ran for the election that if I don't win, this thing is rigged. Now, how do you how do you do that? Are we are is the American public that damn dumb that some dude's going to tell you that he what he's psychic? That just because he told you he was going to lose that, that that if he loses, it's it's going to be rigged then, you know, I'm telling the truth. He just shows up out and, and you buy into it. And now you're threatening people if they don't buy into it. You know, if they, right. you know and, and you only, I mean. Yeah, Arizona uh, Secretary of State now has a, a state-provided personal security detail for her and her family because of all the death threats that she's been receiving uh, in, in the face of this quote-unquote audit. 
And is she is she a Republican? No, no, she's a Democrat. She's a Democrat. Yeah. Well, you know, you got the and, and well, you, and doing the audit in Arizona, they're looking for bamboo. Yes, um, because you know, if you're going to um, uh, destroy a democracy overseas, what you would do is just go to the your local Chinese mart. Buy some paper that I don't think their paper really has bamboo normally. But anyway, and you're going to ship that over. That would be the best way to do it. Don't you agree? If you're going to overturn uh, a democracy. Oh, yeah. You know, use make make the most obvious mistakes. Yeah. And it, then, it's kind of like if, if you're going to be a counterfeiter, you should put your own face on the bill. Yes. I mean, and, and the idea that, oh, there will be able to find the bamboo in the paper and that will prove that it was the chinese it's like that is the it's the lazy ass conspiracy minded thinking which is always i can solve this thing easily instead of actually doing the the legwork that would be required um if there were fake ballots they'd have to be printed somewhere you'd have to find where that was you have to figure that out you know well don't they understand that china always copied what we did anyway i mean remember they we we created what everybody's doing they just copied us and made it better. But, I mean, it's like, you know, well, we're going to use Chinese paper. No, we can use any kind of paper you like, bro. It doesn't matter. Honestly, we- I, like, I, just from listening to these people, I don't think it's even an issue of bamboo being in the makeup of the paper. I, I honestly believe these people are so fucking stupid that, oh, no, there's like bamboo dust in the air in China. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not pollution because pollution is caused by, allegedly by industry, and, and that would be bad, which would mean that industry is bad. So it's, it's all the bamboo in the air. Yeah. And so I think, honestly, that's what they're looking for. Right. Like, that- you know, it's the, the rational person would not entertain these thoughts, but when forced to examine them, rationally you would think, oh, yes, like paper made of bamboo because yeah. trees, bamboo. Bamboo actually grows very quickly. It's uh, it's it's a very useful uh, fiber. Uh, oh, bamboo, man. Plant. I mean, you it's the only tree, you know, that you re- routinely you can eat them. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh you can you can use it in long-term torture. That's right. Right. Um that's why I removed all of my fingernails just so you couldn't <laughs> shove bamboo underneath them. Well, um, no, no, no. The long-term torture, though, is that you uh, because it, it does grow very quickly. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, relative yeah, sure, to other sure. plants, absolutely. So what they would do is they would like take you know fresh bamboo, you know, newly sprouted, big enough that you know it's not like you know just you got to keep watering it, and in six months you'll be ready to kill a guy. Um, you, you take the ones that are already there, but you you put them underneath someone. You you sharpen the tips of the stalks, and and you just let it grow. Oh, so it's a very slow torture. Yeah, yeah, that sounds uh, sounds devastating. What are you reading about <laughs> this stuff, dude? The you know history books. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I, I think I, actually, I, uh, back when I was a Cub Scout, that was in Boys Life magazine. Wow. One, one of the merit badges I just didn't have the time to get. Yeah, that's the bad thing about <laughs> kill when a you, guy with bamboo. You start reading stuff, you know, you find out like you could find out what your, you know, what your if you were on, if you're being executed, you'd be able to be introduced to your executioner. You could be, find out who he was. They'd come by and talk to you. Hi, how are you? My name is Dave. I'm, I'm going to be your executioner. Oh, you'll be dying right around such and such time. Is there anything we can get for you? Yeah, and they, they give you a schedule. Let you know when to come in and how many people you're going to be you know, presiding over and all the stuff. 
you know, tell you about all the things going to happen to you and, you know, making sure you got your, and that you're comfortable. And you know, you want a priest. It, you know, it's interesting. Um, a lot of, uh, <laughs> no thanks. I already ate. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of the uh, people that went into the airline industry, it was after there was a downturn in executions. You know, they were having they had a reduction in, in, there was kind of a movement against executions in, right. in like 1920s and stuff. And uh, so back in the day when you were like 1910 or so, being executed, you know, they'd always, they were executing so many people that they couldn't do the traditional, what would you like to eat and, you know, get you whatever. So the traditional, so what they would do is they would just ask you, Chick, chicken, chicken or, or beef, yeah, and then that's what. <laughs> would, would you like a magazine? That's right. That's right. Well, that's you right. you do know that one of the guys uh, choked on his last meal and died, and they didn't get to kill him. So one of the dudes said, "Well, didn't have to spend that money." Yeah, but seriously, he choked on a. I guess he got a bit of a chicken bone caught in his throat, and he couldn't get it out, and he, he choked to death. Yeah. Uh, this is the guy who's about to be executed. Yeah, he's going to be executed, oh, and he died. Uh, yeah. That's sad. nice way sad. to steal the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no, you know, it, was, it was like one of my dreams. Yeah, not not one of the real dreams. Many of which have still yet to be realized. But uh, always thought it would be cool to like start a band, just so you could build yourself up to the to the point where you're like you get booked to open for the Rolling Stones. Sure. And so you do an entire Stones cover set. <laughs> You get kicked off the tour after day one, but I mean, how? Uh, just the like picturing, you know, the right. the Stones like in in the dressing room. And I I actually I worked local production crew on the Voodoo Lounge tour like back in the nineties. So uh, let me tell you, like the the <laughs> facilities on tour for the Stones, very very nice. And I I can just picture you know like Mick and Keith like playing pool. Well, well eating lettuce wraps with duck something i mean the catering fantastic and props to the stones any leftover food from yeah. any any local show goes to the shelters nice. so yeah if you're uh if you're homeless keep an eye on the rolling stones touring schedule because Might day be after a stone eat. show yeah. some good eats at the shelter yeah. but i could just picture them like playing pool wait a minute that's our song hey <laughs> yeah. what are they I just okay. They're probably just having a lark. We'll, we'll just change up the set list. We'll do the set list from two nights ago. You know, this, wait, wait, yeah. that, that's our song too. <laughs> hey, I, it's yeah. I love it. Um, I, I can't imagine you'd make it through the first song before they cut the mics. But um, I, I, you know, this explains because you know the one time, down. the one time uh, that I went to a homeless shelter, uh, the Stones were in town. And I noticed that the M&Ms were separated by color. Van Halen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs> but, you know, you bring that up because when Tommy was talking about, like, the, the concierge executioner, yeah. I was wondering, like, do you get a rider? Do you, you know, the, like uh, any performer, you know, on oh, tour, yeah. there's there's the rider to your contract that, you know, that's yes, where yes, you specify yes. Smoking gun what website you want has those. In, in the dressing room. You know, we need uh, 16 well, towels, fresh socks. That is up to your MMs, no brown. No, I think right. the executioner is. He's the one with the tr the rider, right? We well, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no, thinking no, that the, the dead person the, gets the rider. Oh, it's no, it's, I, I, it's I the executioner who, like the you, club, can go. Yeah, that's not happening, and that's not happening. Yeah, you get to We're meet him, and that. he'll he'll he acknowledges what you know whatever you 
within but, reason. But, but you're sort of ask. obligated to ask if you'd like anything. Yeah. But not to actually follow through yeah. on that. I, th- right. I think, Oh, though, I would be so good at this. I think... Yeah. This no, goes, I, like, back to my weekend dad thing. Yeah. Because yeah. we've I, talked I, on the show... I, I hate yeah. to keep cutting out. Sure. We've talked on the show a bunch of times about, you know, how I think that's that's an exciting career field that, that is open to a guy just like me. Yeah. Um, Guillotine more, yeah. But knowing... if Well... On the other side, if he, I always told him, if he was about to receive, if he was about to be executed, he would crack a joke. Oh, yeah. Right oh, absolutely. And any last <laughs> request? Can I do a tight five? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, we've, we've seen you perform. You can do five, but ain't, ain't nothing going to be tight about it. Um, this, yeah, this show, as an example. Yeah. But, yeah. Jim, uh, I, I cut you off five times. Uh, what, uh, what were you going to well, say? Well, I, I think that it was the traveling executioners who probably had <laughs> the, the rider who was like, all right, I need six sharpened axes with a, with a handle not less than three feet long and not more than seven feet long. I'm, I'm just thinking like the traveling executioners, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, uh, Jeff Lynn, <laughs> Roy Orbison, yeah. uh, Wilburys. No, Wilburys. Wilburys. Yeah. different um well, they stopped yeah. doing hangings you know why they stopped doing hanging well because they you know one they got gruesome because they couldn't get the weights right well that's the trouble that's because yeah. well, everyone lies about their weight yeah. yes <laughs> i'm like how much you weigh yeah because uh, if you put too they like one stone guy, they put too much weight and the dude's your head head, head got breaks. ripped off and yeah. it's just hanging there right just sitting there like everybody's puking you know kind of like when they you know did the whole thing with the when you're getting electrocuted. Oh, yeah, they, they, they forget the sponge. Yeah, forget the know. sponge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, here's... Uh, God, wow. I, today's show didn't even have rails. <laughs> like, forget going off the rails. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's get kind of gruesome here for a minute. And this isn't just when you're executed. When you die, uh, your body voids itself. Uh, right, Which right. You, you saw it yourself. Yeah, so really... So best to go out on an empty stomach. Right. But that's, I mean, it's Uh like, what's a big... uh, If you're going to hang someone and it's like the weight's going to be wrong and it's going to rip their body, not really even rip their head off because it's ripping the body off. Head's still up there. But, I mean, you're already going to be cleaning up. You know, yeah, I mean, it, unless it, it, they put you into pens or well, something. Well, no, but they're not talking. Remember, everyone wanted to come to the hangings. So when the hanging, you know, so you, oh, you know, sure, you got, because yeah, no, no Netflix. Yeah, well, yeah, they were bringing their, then. their, you know, they bring their, their picnics and stuff, you know, and they sit down and, you know, have a drink and having a drink and the guy's getting ready to get it and whap, and then the door comes out and, you know, and then and half a head, you know, half his head's, you know, sitting there hanging off the thing. He's still hanging there. And they, they, well, right, but what I'm saying is, like, even if you if if you have your picnic lunch, like, someone's someone's body getting ripped from their head is is that much worse than trying to enjoy a lunch when someone is getting killed and and simultaneously soiling themselves? Like, oh yeah, that's that's a lovely dining atmosphere. Well, Jim already said for the guy to go by and clean the guy's house. What were they doing? Pooping, he wanted, yeah, he was pooping in uh, buckets. Yeah, so, um, yeah. You know, I was about to, you know, before you said that, I was about to raise this show to an NC-17 uh, level. I was thinking about the Venn diagram of people about to be executed and uh, porn actresses. And uh, the overlap is that in preparation, both of them definitely want to void themselves. <laughs> 
before the well hung man yeah. <laughs> comes into Good the night, situation. <laughs> Is that what they call it when when you're laying there, and and you, they call it the, you void yourself? Well, that's yeah, that's yeah. the that's the word. You yeah, you know, yeah. void void your bowels. Oh, yeah, void. You um, know, but I mean. Really, at that point in life, that's yeah, you know, that's all there is left. So that's, yeah. you avoid yourself. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, it's kind of yeah. like the guy who wanted. He said he believes that they should, instead of you know burying everybody like they do or burning them, he should just they should blow people up. Do you ever see that whale video? Uh, yes, yeah, so they blew what, the whale up in like, like 1974 Seattle? or somewhere. somewhere right there. It was a beach whale, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was they couldn't get it back into the water, but it was dead. So you know they had to do something with it. Someone got the idea, throw enough TNT underneath, and uh, and no more whale. Mm-hmm. They not fans uh, apparently of uh, blood, sweat, and tears because anyone who knows the uh, the song "Spinning Wheel" knows what goes up. Must come down, mm. and, you know, you gotta and keep big chunks of whale, yeah, gonna yeah. fall back to the ground. You know, yeah. that's the sad thing is this woman. She was homebound, and she was stuck <laughs> in her kitchen, and hadn't left the house for ten years, killed big, big by flying whale. whale chunks. Wow. Yeah. Although, I mean, like Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, well, he was he was cremated, and then uh, yes. they put the remains in a cannon yeah. and shot him. Yeah. Mm. But I, yeah, I know there there are people, but, you know, maybe not blow them up, but send them into space. But there is money in whale puke, you know, whale yeah, puke. Ambergris. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was telling, trying to tell the brothers. A little Moby said, Dick there for said, you. Said, it's a, so you're telling me, Ship, that if a whale pukes on the beach, and you, I said, you find a pound of it? He said, yeah, and it, it's dried, and you find it? Said, yeah, I said, that, you're looking at probably $300,000. He said, shut up. I said, but, you know, you got to know what you're looking at, though. Everybody just doesn't understand. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just the average Joe don't know what whale puke looks like. Picturing yeah. people, like, going going to watch the whales with, like, bottles of Ipecac in their coat pockets. You know. Um, make that whale puke. Oh, yeah. We what are is, cashing what is, in. What's Ipecac? That's the uh, stuff you, it, it. It makes you vomit. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, an emetic. Uh, their competitor was syrup of squill. And, um. <laughs> If you ever watch It's a Gift, he's trying to sleep on the porch, and it's early morning, and this girl who lives above him goes down the steps, boom, 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 and then is calling up to her mother, should I get Ipecac or Syrup Esquil? And then the mother's telling her, get the Ipecac, I don't care, and then they go back and forth, and he's just trying to sleep. And he's this miserable man just trying to sleep. Ipecac or syrup of squill? I don't know. Well, you decide. Should I get the Ipecac or syrup? After like this goes on for like five minutes, his wife comes out and says, who are those women you were talking to? <laughs> and he's like, I wasn't talking. Well, you sure seem to be making a lot of noise. Anyway. What, what was this? It's a gift. W.C. Fields. Ah. 1934, I think. Anyway. You left that part out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry. Great movie. That's also where you have, while he's sleeping, uh, a man is asking if he knows Carl LaFong. <laughs> C-A-R-L, capital L, small A, capital F, small O, small N, small G. LaFong. <laughs> no, I don't. Carl LaFong. <laughs> he said it. 
<laughs> he says it like three times, and you want to kill the guy. I, and, <laughs> and I felt I needed to share that today. Thank you, Jim. That, yeah. That's why I know Serpisquil and, and Ipecac. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, it's funny because uh, uh, whales are very sensitive to certain types of things. They hate to see videos of surgery. <laughs> and so there's these guys that get on their yachts. They find the whales, force them to watch surgery videos, waiting for them to vomit. Wow. It's sad. That's as bad as the guy who said, you know, you know, sharks don't get cancer. True. Yeah. Didn't know that. But if they did smoke a pack. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, they're just so hard to keep lit underwater. Yeah. Not yeah. not just the smokes, yeah. also the sharks. Yeah. That's right. But, uh, you know, you were talking about the guy who was crapping in buckets and uh, the, I guess we're moving off the, the Trump Facebook story. But. In a related topic, and speaking of buckets of shit, um, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene yes. went on the road this week with uh, like the the Matt and Marge White Power Hour, uh, whatever they're calling it, the the yeah. Keep America White. <laughs> right. Now we we had talked about this on the show last week that you know the difference be you are time and you had asked well what whatever happened to Dom again and. Mentioned, well, that's how you know that Don McGahn is a good lawyer versus Rudy Giuliani, who is not, is you're asking where Don McGahn is. We all know where Rudy is. Right. Uh, and I I would think Matt Gates being under federal investigation for mm -hmm. sex trafficking minor women, right. um, maybe, may, maybe not the best time to to go out on on your white power tour well you know is there ever i mean maybe it's the best time <laughs> it's the best of times the worst of you know, times i mean you know what it's really hard to find a good time to go on a white power tour <laughs> so there is that um time and when when do you think you would go on one um i think it's probably never you know a, that perfect time well um springtime springtime for hitler <laughs> yes <Yeah>. yes um, <laughs> i don't think white folks ever needed a time because you know they they're always you know when, when you believe that you're being uh canceled as they believe and, and replaced and replaced potentially replaced you know i mean so to go out on a white tour and i i mean people are still asking you know what do you mean you don't have any freedom what do you mean your freedom is gone that's, you've never had to worry about, you know, drinking out of a particular water fountain. You never had to worry yeah. about, uh, you know, you know, white people weren't going to go into black schools and go to school. Now they would do regentification. That they will do. They'll go right. into a black area to get that area back because they know that they're it's going to get cleaned up. And, but to go on. Um, you know, just to move around with them. no, they don't. They don't do that. So I always, I always want to know. You know, they're free. I just found out what blockbusting is. Did you? Oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah. That was. Um, yeah, that, that happened in St. Louis. And, yeah. Did yeah. you hear that on NPR? The NPR just no, did a great just, thing on. I mean, blockbusting was how white people would get um, uh, the white realtors would get white people to move because yeah. they said, you know, the black people are coming. 
and they would they would and they're bringing a video store right and they would they would get them to to and they say oh really they're coming yeah and you know your your, the value of your home is going to go down so they would get them to sell then comes the black people right that same house they would sell it to the black people at a higher price and a higher interest rate so that's how they were making their money and getting them to move out and then until and then they did it to all the businesses too until there was nothing there. See, but the, the important thing though is is that you have to recognize that there is no systemic racism in this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. Um... By the way, uh, just I don't know if you guys watched the uh, MSNBC lineup last night, but they they had footage of the the Texas state legislature uh, as you know they were trying to the oh, Republican yes. legislature trying to pass you know, voter suppression laws. And this mealy white Republican who who wrote the bill that they were voting on right. was getting grilled by by yes. Democrats from the legislature. Like, so you you know, you included uh, the 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 need to preserve the purity of the vote. Yep, yep, yes. we pulled yep. that from yep. the uh, from, from the, the Texas Constitution. Constitution. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I are you aware this. that that got into the Constitution uh as as a means of of suppressing the black vote, oh oh no that that would be horrible. Yeah, I, I you know I, at least the guy had the you know uh, wherewithal to realize oh that sounds really effing bad what I'm hearing, but it shows you like you know like time and um, you know we we at least maybe have heard of redlining and and blockbusting and stuff. I mean the these white Republicans they have no interest in history. No, in, in in a way, I mean, they want to know about the the victories, but they don't want the ugly stuff. Well, and and you know, judging by current history, you you kind of have to wonder, you know. It, and of course, it's the old adage that history is is written by the victors. But in light of what is happening in this country today, and how you know, folks like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And you know all these other members of the Sedition Caucus are are trying to rewrite history. Absolutely. And you know, so it's like, yeah, history is written by the the victors, but you know, with social media and the ease of communications these days, it it is at well, well, that's significant re- risk of being rewritten by the losers. Well, that's why Trump did not want those. Um he didn't want the, one of certain classes taking out of the high schools, and he didn't want telling certain people we're not going to discuss or take stuff on diversity. He didn't want to because yeah. because, because they, I want to keep this. You have to keep the lie going. You cannot allow. There's only like I said, there's only a handful of white folks who get it, and even in blockbusting, every white person didn't buy the game and move. They said, "Why should I move?" You know, if they're moving here, I'm just as good as they are. They didn't buy Plus, into better restaurants. Yeah, you know, then you know, well, <laughs> if you if you you know if you if you run into another white guy that says that eats uh, soul food and go, I didn't know they could cook like this. I didn't know it was just good. Man, this is really good. Have you had this? It's like, uh, yeah, we've been around for a while. It's Have called you, barbecue. Yeah. And, you know. Although there was like when I lived in Champaign, uh, as long as we were talking about that earlier, there was where REO Speedwagon where, formed. Yes, uh, before I was there, oh. and uh, street was named after them after I left. I, I fell in in the middle Be- of the uh, the Speedwagon. Yeah, areas. gotcha. But there was uh, 
there was this barbecue place on on the other side of town mm-hmm. that was only open on Fridays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And buddy of mine who I worked with found out about it, and it kind of became our regular Friday thing of. We you know, leave the office early, uh, go hang out at uh, this coffee shop uh, where we would usually go when we were trying to avoid work and you know, just kick back for a couple hours and then we would go to this barbecue place and it was amazing. And they, they also had like sort of a speakeasy room in the back that was mostly for you know football players, uh, other you know, rich folks associated with the university athletic mm-hmm. program, what have you. But I remember telling someone about it once and they're like, why, why, why would you go there? <laughs> I was like, because the food is fucking amazing. Like, why wouldn't you? Uh, well, isn't that, you know, in the, in the dark side of town, <laughs> Like it's 1996. Are you really saying this? Yeah. Well, but the guy said to me, he says, he says, man, I'm scared of black people. I said, I'm scared of black people too. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I lived it, and I was still scared of them. They make me nervous. Really? Yes. They'll get me first. They really don't care about you. You know, you can go get the barbecue. Me? They're gonna get me first. Yeah. For for hanging um, with a white guy. <laughs> Just because I just I just spoke to my nephew. He was he was profiled walking to where he lives, and the guy walking ahead of him just kept looking back like my nephew is about to f him up. You know, yeah. my nephew's black, six three, but this guy also was really tall, big right. guy as well. And it's like, and this is twenty twenty one in Toronto. And uh, the problem was they were going to the exact same place. Right. So my nephew kept chasing the guy, in a sense, you know, right. to the point where they get in the elevator together <laughs> and he can smell the guy's food and he's uh, joking with him about the food he's got. But the, but the whole time up to that point, you right. know, and it's like, but that's one white guy afraid of one black person. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that 10, that would terrify that person, you know. There's no way he could go to that other side of town to enjoy some food or, you know, and it just shows you how far apart we are, you know, uh, for, for a lot of people. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, one, I didn't know you had some brothers in the family. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who's, who's, who's in the family? Uh, well, this is my nephew, Patrick. Okay. Uh, he was, who, who married, uh, somebody married his sister? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of your and, brothers married his sister? Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, uh, to tell you the truth, she's a sister, 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 sister. Yeah. Meaning uh, she's a nun. She's <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Mary Pat Catherine, um, wonderful woman. No, um, <laughs> no, she's she was she's from Africa. She's born in Africa. In fact, my nephew was born in Africa in, oh, okay. in Gabon. Yeah, Equatorial Africa. Boy, boy those yeah. those. Uh, you never know. Yeah, man, Jim's family's all over the place, man. We have franchises everywhere. Yeah, I see that. You guys are touching down and, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's a sad uh, state of affairs. I do, you know, I just want to, this is not news, but it's something I learned this week. Since we're talking about um, T- Taylor Green, what's her name? Mar- Marjorie Taylor Marjorie Green. Taylor Green. There's also Bobert, right? Yeah, Lauren Bobert, Lauren the, Bobert. the Colorado gun enthusiast. Yeah. So Lauren's mother has always told her, that this guy, this professional wrestler, is your father. 
So they've been harassing this professional wrestler ever since. The problem is he's passed the DNA test. He's not the father. But she still insists he's the father. Also, he's her first cousin. Whoa. That means that we've got Republicans arguing for incest. Well, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yeah, married his first cousin, mm-hmm. then that got he... his marriage annulled by saying... No, oh. I don't think uh, he was related to his second wife. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, you know, they are the family values uh, yes. party. And, and what better way to show that you value your family than... Getting them in the family way. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing because, you know, the, the, the family values party mm-hmm. has turned, obviously, to we're going to go 100% white. You know, we used to be thinking about maybe we could get the bigger minority, tent. Yeah, maybe we could get the minority And, vote, and while know? the minorities are all outside in the tent, we'll be inside in the well, house. You know, the, you know, the, the big thing, they always say, we are the... We are the... the um, World? No. Uh, we are the children? <laughs> Oh, they're they're the ones that make a special day. So let's. Well, keep we living. we are the the uh, something of, of Lincoln. We are the oh the party of Lincoln. The party yeah. of Lincoln. We are the party of Lincoln. But when you do the history of the Republican Party and the and the Dixiecrats and how it kept flipping and yeah. why it flipped and yes, black people used to vote Republican and they used to yeah, but when when they saw the Republicans were not fighting for them. Absolutely. That's when they that's when they switched. And you know, you shot once they killed John F. Kennedy and Lyndon B. Johnson, you know, finished I'm gonna finish what he started. You know, they went over and changed because there was no fight for civil rights. And then who who was um who was the uh guy running for president? Um uh, 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 or, uh, uh, Mc, Mc, not McGovern. Um, Nelson Rockefeller. Well, uh, George 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 uh, Wallace. Wallace, yeah. Not yeah. the comedian. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the Southern well, racist. Oh, we had him. I was. I was <laughs> in Detroit yesterday. Yeah, and uh, you had him, and you had who was the major Republican who wanted uh, um, had glasses. Oh, shut. Uh, uh, Barry Goldwater. Goldwater. Goldwater wanted to shut down civil rights. He was that one Republican. From, one, from and Arizona? Had, yeah, and he and, didn't and, like and, civil rights? Wow, and, how, how much a state has changed. And Strom Thurmond also was another one who, you know, for so was, long was had... a Democrat. Yeah. yeah, you know, but did not want... And so when they saw that they didn't want it, that's when blacks went over to the Dem- Democrats. That by 64, there were those that, you know... Because, but it and, was, and it, all it, the real estate agents yeah. told the the white Southern Democrats, you know, the blacks are moving in, right? And so then you it also had a good time white, for you to uh, sell and Truman. go to the Republican Party. <laughs> Didn't Truman have the Lily White uh, that was called the Lily White deal? That that uh, not Truman or uh, Herbert Hoover had Lily. I think it was called the the Lily White because he wanted blacks to vote, and so he went down and talked to black people in in Mississippi. And he said, "You back me out." You know, I'll be there for you and everything. And when they, they said, okay, and he lied to them. And they did not stand up for, for black rights. And civil rights, was, because they had, you know, they, I mean, blacks were actually allowed to vote in, was it 1870s? Well, some men, black well men yeah, I mean, allowed. basically right after the Civil War. <laughs> they were yeah. allowed to vote, but then they went once in 1877, they reneged on everything. 
they kicked it. They yeah, it was the uh, army. It was the yeah. It yeah. was it was the eighteen seventy six presidential election. Tilden and the, uh, Dem- Hayes. the Democrat won, and but there was such a dispute that they made a deal. We'll put the Republican in, but only if you undo the Reconstruction, end it. Right. So and that was North, when they turned their back. Yeah, yeah, that's when the North sold out. Yep. But and then so you know you had your whole thing, and people say, oh well, you know. You know, you know, black people were Republican. We're the, we're the party of Lincoln. Yeah, but yeah, that was when they started know, to only turn. Man. That was when they started to turn their backs on on black voters. Right. And and uh, if you look at the percentage of people voting from eight from the beginning, seventeen eighty nine or whatever, right. to today, the only time that the total number of voters decreases is after the Jim Crow era. Well, during the Jim Crow era, right. when they did all the voter suppression in the South. And, yeah. and uh, because but, blacks were finding that if we, and, and you know, Dr. Claude Anderson talks about this as that, you know, you need power, talking about power economics. So he was stating that black people started to feel that we got to have the, in order to have a foothold. And, you know, we were saying, okay, you want to keep segregation? No problem. Let us build up what we're building and, you know, we'll have our own. Well, they didn't want them to have that. White people yeah. did not want them yeah. to build their own because they were. That's why Reconstruction had to end because you had too many prominent blacks who were writing laws. You had fourteen on the uh, house in the House of Representatives. You know they were making progress, yep. and they saw that they could make progress, and then they destroyed it. So when they say that, oh well, you know, black, if you become a Democrat, you're a victim. No, I, I did what you asked me to do, and you kept burning down my shit. Yep. You know, you told me to be like the the Jew and be like the the the, the other whites that were there. I did that. You told me to stay in my place. No problem. I'll build my own town. You burn it down. You did everything you we did everything you asked us to do. Then you didn't want us to go to school. Then you told us to go fight for your war. I fought for your war. You told me I still can't have shit. Yep. You said, "Oh, I'll give you a, I'll give you part of a GI bill." You got GI bill. Oh, but you can't go to school with white folks. Got to go to school over here. You know, and then you just start, like you said, and then the real estate stuff and all that. I, I feel like there there should be like a, uh, uh, God, what the hell is his name from uh, My Fair Lady? Oh, Henry Higgins. Thank you. There should be like a white Republican Henry Higgins, like listening to everything you're saying. By George, I think he's got it. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, I think it, it's interesting because, you know, you talk about, and, and aside from, the the position on mm-hmm. civil rights uh flipping from party to party uh because of you know white flight from from one party to the other but the the republican party as it exists today mm-hmm. is is so far from from being the party of lincoln mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it you know it, yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's, it's, uh, it's like homeopathic medicine, mm-hmm. you know? It's it's like, whoa, so what's the active ingredient? Uh, selenium. And there's 0.00000001% mm-hmm. in this solution. Yeah, so that doesn't really, it's not really active then, I, I th- is I, it? By the way, I learned a term from my brother, and I want to connect it to what you were talking about, mm-hmm. which was the serving in the military. You know, it's like we served in your wars mm-hmm. and you, but then you hear about how they came back and then they were lynched right. and you hear about how, you know, in the South, 
they would have German prisoners of war riding in the first class cars while the black soldiers were forced to ride in, you know, the, mm-hmm. the segregated cars, right. you know, and it's always kind of blown my mind. Mm-hmm. And then recently we had the guy who was pulled over. He was, uh, he didn't have the tags on his car were the, not the, visible. The, the military, military guy. Yeah. And the cop is clearly knows he's in the military right. while he's giving him all this trouble. Right. Well, there's this, they call it military status profile. And what it is is these fucking white pieces of shit resent any black serving in the military because it makes them feel less manly. Right. It's like, oh, he's doing this thing, which, you know, we, we make such a big deal about military service mm-hmm. if you're white. Right. But if you're black, to this cop, it's like an affront. Right. And that's why he's got to put this guy in his fucking place. Right. Never like he could have just looked at the fucking back window and seen the tags. Right. But no, he's got to harass this guy. Right. It's called anyway. And guess what? I got into a mind. debate with a black guy and a Hispanic guy who told me, Ty, for this same incident, said, Ty, you're not. Uh, you need to look at it from both sides. So they sent me the video. Yeah. And the guy, uh, Brandon Tatum, who's a uh, Republican pundit was going off and look at there, look how long it took him to park his car. All he had to do was do what the guy told him to do. It took him, he drove for a mile and a half and, and that's it. And you know, uh, and they pulled into the, the gas station and he didn't follow orders right away. And look, look, look what he's doing. I'm sitting there going, uh, one, this is bogus. Cause I, I'm not a Brandon Tatum guy. He sounds like Candace Owens, another idiot. Uh, but the thing is, is that, you pulled your guns, and as you said, it's a brand new car. It's got tags. It doesn't have the license plates. You can, you can see it. Yeah, you can see the temporary oh, yeah, yeah, tags yeah, yeah. in the video. Every, yeah, and so what are you pulling guns on? You pepper sprayed him, and then you you know you wanted to drag him out of the car and and all this stuff, and that's why that guy lost his job because it was yeah. overkill. What was the problem? You didn't stop. And and here, so here's the thing: he loses his job, which is the hardest thing to do is lose your job as a cop, because you mistreated a black person. So it's so far that he loses his job, and still your friends are like, "Well, he didn't do this, he didn't do that." It's like, "Fuck you!" Right. Oh, and they were trying to tell me, and I told them, I said, "One, you guys are telling me to look at it from both sides." I said, "You got to look at who's giving you the information." I don't want anything from Brandon Tatum. This guy was sitting there telling me this is the, he's as dumb as Candace Owens saying that there was no slavery. I said this guy shouldn't even be allowed. So, you know, when you when we try to present information or or show something, there's always that other brother who's on the other side, who's you know spewing this stuff, saying that black people, blah blah blah, and white folks love them. Uh, yeah, know. well, I, I mean, back back in the day, weren't they referred to as like the house Negroes? Yeah, yeah. House <laughs> Negroes. I'm yeah. using the nicer, yeah. well, although well, still well, offensive word. Uh, what Sambo? It was called. Sambo. Well, see, everybody thought it's Uncle Tom, but it's not. Uncle Tom helped the slaves. It was Sambo who sold out the slave. Uncle Tom would help them put more cotton in their bags so that they would not get beaten. Now, you remember, speaking, we had Sambo's restaurants. Yeah, I was yes, going to say, speaking yeah. of Sambo's, because uh, it's, I, I don't know what show I was watching, but someone was talking about how uh, the woke kids uh, today are, are like, oh, it's worse than it's ever been. And it's like, no, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's still plenty bad. But yeah, you aren't spending Sunday mornings with your family going to Sambo's for pancakes. Well, actually, yeah. I will say, 
I always tell you that as long as I went to school with white kids, I ate good. I can't complain. But when they left, we got screwed. I was like, God damn, please don't go. When, where, now, where was this? This was in East St. Louis. Was yeah, this it? is East St. Louis. Oh, so the white kids moved out while you were there. Yeah, we, we had white flight because first grade, I was going to Jefferson grade school. So from first grade to fourth grade, you know, our school, uh, well, first to third, it was predominantly white. And we got fresh, fresh milk, fresh everything. I mean, it was breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then uh, by fourth grade, all black. Everybody. Teachers, principals, everybody's gone. Wow. Didn't have any. And I, like I said, the last white kid was there. Like, man, please don't go. <laughs> it's okay. Wow. Wow. And, yeah, and, I and I really burnt fish, uh, white beans and cornbread, burnt fish, sour milk. I started I, bringing I, my lunch. I'm sorry. Was it on the, rest, on the menu as burnt fish? No, it was burnt. Just burnt. Like, yeah, yeah. It's eventually, <laughs> eventually the bad cooks came around and said, uh, and let's call it blackened. Food. That's back oh, when you so could now, smoke. It's, now yeah. it's also yeah. smoked fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could smoke back then. And those women, and, and they talk about you. Mm-hmm, boy, you know, boy, your skin's so damn ashy. Your mama should go and put some lotion on you. I can't believe she let you out the house like that. See, white women come up there. Oh, you're so cute, little black boy. I love my cute little black boy. You gotta be all the cute. Just give me more food. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it, it was the time, the sign of the times. I mean, and you, but you wouldn't think you would notice that, but you did. As a, as from first to fourth, I did. I noticed it. Yeah. Wow! I remember the white guy that brought in the fresh lunches, man. You could see the steam coming off of them. They bring in the burgers and the fries and everything. I mean, that stuff was great. I, I, they, that was just, you know, don't do that anymore. No. Yeah, the, 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 the whole lie of the separate but equal yeah. is like, you know, oh, but how much are you spending per student? Oh, well, we, we spend uh, pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. in this area and stuff. You know, it's just, uh, it's the same story over and over again. Yeah. And and we still haven't learned as a nation. No. No. Well, they keep saying it doesn't exist, and they say, you tell you, it's in the past, get over it. You can't just tell folks, I will tell people all the time, I am not letting, you're not getting a pass on my history, okay? I'm not letting you, I'm not saying it's making me a victim, but I am, I, it, you need to know this. Well, and I, I don't, don't think you, you know, need to run. And I, not to discount anything you're saying there, but I think, one of the biggest problems, and we've talked about this on the show before, is that it's it's not your history, so to speak. It's that we need a lot of people to acknowledge that this is our history. Right. Well, and, yeah, you know what you I know, mean. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. But I think in, in terms of the vernacular, because the, you know there are a lot of people who... Well, it's not in the history books. You know, we were talking about Rick Santorum before the show, you know, saying, well, you know, you can tell that there was no, uh, you know, Native American culture because it's not really a part of of our culture today. It's like, well, I mean, discounting, you know, the largely offensive, you know, sporting team names, uh, which we've delved into in depth on, on this show, uh, the reason maybe that outside of uh, casinos also, uh, outside of that, maybe the reason there isn't that much tribal culture integrated into what is commonly thought of as American culture is because, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, white folks came over here and tried to kill them all? Yeah, I mean, you, you probably don't get a lot of Jewish influence in Germany after 46. 
You know, it was like they... <laughs> there was a brief pause. You know? Things things went really white for a while. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, yeah. what is American culture? I had that question asked to me. What is it? Because it's, it's you know, it is a mixture of different cultures because there is no one solid if, culture. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, and it's yeah. a, a somewhat dated reference, mm-hmm. but if you had to ask me what American culture is, I would have to say... Pat Boone singing Tutti Frutti because go. it <laughs> represents the, not, I mean, not that Tutti Frutti is little Richard's greatest song, right. uh, lyrically, you know, maybe right. not the, the deepest, mm-hmm. but I think Pat Boone doing his version of, of Tutti Frutti right. is so typical of, Oh, Hey, Here's something really good that the black people did. Let's show them how we do it. Right. Oh, that's much worse. <laughs> you, you know, uh, and that—that's America. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. but we're we're gonna damn right. That's yeah. us. That's yeah. ours. You know, we do we do have this great tradition of jazz uh, gospel. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, you know what? Tutti Frutti, but only the Pat Boone version. Right. You know, one like a America. sort of a parallel to that is uh, jazz is coming in and Henry Ford is freaked out about black black influence on a uh, white culture and our kids right. and that's so he did it before even rock and roll was coming in and so that's why he spends all this money to get uh square dancing into our schools and but he hired I, brothers were there brothers doing it? No, no, no. He hired, you said Henry Ford? Oh, yeah, yeah. You mean to to make yeah. the autos. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, I mean, I mean you he, know, hired, yeah, he didn't not, hire Jews. Nothing wrong with exploiting them for labor. Oh, yeah. okay. Labor's but, but, cool. But, but with the square dance, you know, here I am growing up in pretty much what would be white flight zone, you know, right. West County, St. Louis. And so pretty much, you know, we didn't have that many black students, you know. Right. So it was a very white area. Should be prime pickings for square dancing if square dancing was something we were into. It was the most hated thing we ever did in school. Yeah, forced to do this. You know, suburban Chicago. We had to do it too, and it wasn't until years later that I realized. Yeah, that I learned. Wait wait a minute. They made you guys. Yeah, part of gym class. It was like you know um, a month Uh, of gym class. Swing your partner round and round. Dozy do out of your corner. Yeah, promenade. You know, I I remember. when I, I was in sixth grade, yeah, yeah, we it's, were. But it wasn't until I think even after college that I learned it was like, oh yeah, they did that because you know black music can't can't have that in the yeah. schools. I remember when I was in sixth grade, and uh, you know, not like I was going to an impoverished school district, but they closed down multiple schools over the the years uh, in which I was engaged uh, in District Twenty Six as a student. And so I was on my third grammar school by the time I hit sixth grade. It was went to went to Indian Grove for for sixth grade, and then off to uh, junior high the following year. Mm-hmm. But I remember this this was like one of the few triumphs of youth. Uh, we wanted to have like a sixth grade class dance, and you know, a bunch of sixth graders getting randy, you know. We know why we want to have a dance. And the the school administration was against it. And the principal uh, said, "School, this is a school. It's a place for learning, not a place for dancing. And someone said, well, then why do we have to do square dancing? 
And Oops. I, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure the curriculum continued, uh, mm-hmm. but we we did not have to do square dancing anymore oh, after wow. that. Wow, that's great. Yeah, well, I um, called them on his shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right a good back job. Yeah, it's good you know job. this is what happens when when you actually teach the children. Right. They're yeah. they're gonna you know they're gonna learn how to think. Right. And then then they're gonna question the authority, which is why, much like from renaissance times and until well now they they try not to educate Uh certain groups you know maybe draw those lines of division by uh race economics let's let's start there but yeah keep them stupid let them know you you just trust me i'll tell you what's right well did you know and that job used to be the preachers and now it's the politicians did you hear of mirroring? Did you know about mirroring? No, I mean I know what it does in improv comedy, but well, well, well mirroring is in in music was you know like remember Tom Jones? Yeah, mm-hmm. not unusual to be loved by anyone. Yeah, that song was actually written for this other black dude who had another had a top song, but they gave it to Tom because one, they didn't want brothers to have two top songs, and two. They had him mirror this guy. They had Tom Jones. So they would have white singers mirror black singers. Like Pat Boone was supposed to mirror Aretha Franklin. Uh, You know, and you had others. They they were to to pick up because once Elvis started doing the dance, which he took from brothers and and everything, you know, and and wanted to be more like, like black folks. Uh, they started doing, it. and so they would have these guys follow them around, and and watch them do their thing, and then that's how Tom Jones got all that, you know. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the difference between like Elvis came about it uh, because he was interested in black music and had, you know, he dressed differently when he was in high school and stuff, and then Pat Boone was like one hundred percent. Let's remove all. Yeah, the there black was there was like this. milk looking yeah. at Pat Boone going. Man, <laughs> yeah. he's white. Yeah. yeah. Well, they used to make you know, like you know, like um, Nat King Cole and all that. They made them look above. They were not allowed to look at the audience because the white girls was going crazy, oh. and they didn't want them to. So they said, "When you sing, sing above their heads. Don't ever look down." Well, they had all kinds of rules. Yeah, yeah. You know, for for because they were afraid of the white woman going like the guy, like the uh, black newspaper in Wilmington, North Carolina, when uh, the uh, blacks had won the the and the poor whites had gotten. They called them the fusion party because they had gotten with the black uh, uh, yeah. group and they they won and they they told the white woman wrote, "Oh my God, they're going to be coming." After the, the the white women, the black people, and and so the black newspaper wrote back and said, "No, they come here willingly. We don't. We don't." And, and <laughs> nice. next, you know, and so next, you know, they ran him out of town. This is when they had. This is when they overthrew the government in 1899 in Wilmington, North Carolina, and they buried all the information. If you want to know about it, it's on YouTube. Yeah, they buried the information. They burned down the the. They burned down the the. The newspaper, they uh, they had formed a militia. They I mean, it was, ran, it's, it's a coup d'etat in American yeah, history. Yes, yeah. and they ran, formed a militia, ran all the blacks out. 
They were prominent black people, and they were pissed because poor whites were getting with the upper crust of the black group, but the rich whites had said, oh, screw you, this ain't going to happen. They hired the poor whites to do their dirty work, which is what they're doing today, and they they went in and ran them all out, killed probably, I don't know, 100 or so black people and ran them out of the town, and now Wilmington, North Carolina is predominantly white today. I had to tell a guy who's from North Carolina, he said, Wait yeah, a yeah. This this happened. I said, yeah, dude. He yep. said, dude, I grew up there. I knew nothing about. it. I said, you're just as bad as the people that didn't know who grew up in Greenwood, Oklahoma, that did not know about uh, uh, Black Wall Street. Black so, Wall Street. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, I mean, you can't necessarily fault them for not knowing because it it, it has been buried. Yeah. yeah. That, but that but the information for Wilmington, North Carolina, you have to walk in. It is so deeply buried in that library. How deeply Deep, buried, buried is it? That you got it to. is so deeply buried. Well, it's this giant old book. And you have to, I mean, you know, the woman, and if there was a secret, there was a secret and no one was supposed to know about it. That's the secret. Yeah. Did you, you guys ever, <laughs> did you ever watch uh, StoryCorps? Uh-uh. So this is the storytelling where where people interview other Americans stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know. This is a, yet again. I'm derailing the derailing no, of the no, derailing. No, no, no. But my favorite sort of my favorite story of that land is, that bus right on the apartment yeah, roof. <laughs> yes, is um, this guy? I don't know his name, but he was let's say five or six. Uh-huh. He's black. He lives in the South. He wants to go to the library and get some books on science and stars and astronomy and stuff and uh but it's a whites only library mm-hmm. and so but he does either doesn't know that or just doesn't care or doesn't realize the importance of like when you cross those lines mm-hmm. so um the librarian doesn't want to lend him the books and he's like why not and so she ends up calling the police and then they call her mother uh, his mother and the mother is now going to the library, freaked out about her six-year-old son getting in trouble, the two police officers arrive, and they're like, well, what's the problem? Well, you blacks can't rent, you know, can't check out books. And um, the police officer's like, well, what if he just promises to bring him back? You know, so they make a deal. Okay, he can do it. He can check out these books. That guy dreams of becoming a, a scientist, becomes a scientist, becomes an astronaut. He died in the Challenger explosion. Yes. The cop? The, the kid. Oh, oh The right. kid. And that library is named after him right. now. Nice. That's, you know, it's a terrible story and also a great story. And it shows you, like, there's always the people that won't fit in right. that are like, I'm going to, I want to check out this book. Why not? And you're going to tell me I'm inferior or I can't go here. Mm. You know, and I know he didn't say F you as a six-year-old, but in essence, he was yeah. saying, I am a human being who deserves to check out this book. He was, you know? he was actually the first black guy to go into space. Too bad he had the accident because he was yeah. on the Challenger. So the guy that just got back, who's from Pomona, you know, Victor, yeah. uh, Victor somebody, he, you know. And you could see he really didn't want to talk about the race thing. Yeah. He really didn't. He said, you know, I get what you guys want. Right. But I really don't want to talk about that. I just, okay, yeah, I'm the first, and great, I'm glad someone sees that in color. But do you understand how stupid this is, that I'm still discussing the color of my skin? Yep. That, the, that the message is so embedded in us. We've been talking about this shit so long. For, I mean, you know, I, I, the white man, as I always tell you, the white man was at my house 
every <laughs> every night at the dinner table. You know, and you it was like the white man, the white man. And I was like, damn, is he coming again? He's here every night. You know, and we yeah. got to hear about him. And so then you go on, and then you keep passing it down and down, and you know, and everybody, and you just keep it. And it's, it, the message doesn't stop, you know. And the fact that Willie, that 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 that, you know, they said, well, the first black man to play baseball. The fact that we had the we had the the, the Jackie Robinson had to show white people to hit a fucking ball. That's how stupid. And then yet we're the land of the free and liberty but yet i gotta show you i can hit a you know and once one guy gets it well i gotta get me one of them brothers they fast shit, they, shit. well you, you know and 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 the funny thing is always it's always um if there if there's no rule set yet right. you can kind of you know let people do what they want so there were professional there were a couple there were at least maybe several professional black baseball players in like the 1880s right they had black prob- teams all black teams but this is even before that i i believe that they were playing on desegregated teams right. i could be wrong but point being there was the major leagues and it was as baseball's rising up and probably pro- players are starting to be treated even better that they, you got to get the black guys off there, you know, right. and then it becomes segregated. And then it's like a big well, they're, deal. They're, they're making the white guys look bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Comparison. Right. And, you know, I think, I don't know if, if it was a black jockey that won the Kentucky Derby. Yes. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So there were, it was all black jockeys for the first yeah. 50 years and then it became no more black jockeys. Because and they, they had to get jobs as lawn statues. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, I, you, know, you know, now there was a woman named Mona at my job who told me, she said, Ty, we're on to you. I said, really? Yeah. I said, who? Black people. <laughs> and she's, she's black? No, she's white. She's white. Yeah. You know, Mona, Mona had a nasty smoker's cough, kind of the peach fuzz mustache with the chin, you know, your, your usual warehouse worker, you know, scratched a lot and everything. <laughs> And was also part-time waitress. If you didn't finish her drink, she would finish it for you. Uh, but she told me one day, I read about you, Ty. Yeah, you black people think that you're real slick. But we figured out what you've been doing. Really? You've been cheating? I said, we've been cheating? Yeah. I said, how's that? Especially in sports. We, we cheat in sports? Yeah. You got an extra bone in your foot. Really? Yeah, that's why you jump so high. That's cheating. You didn't think we'd find out, but we know about it. Just like the damn monkeys. See, what, what Mona should have known is it's not the extra bone that you guys have in your foot. It's the bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how we know y'all are cheating, is, is you got some bamboo in you. <laughs> right. And, but she was serious, Dave. This chick was serious as a heart attack. As she's gagging on her cigarette... And she looks at me, I said, so, so, and I said, what about the monkey? The green monkey effect. I said, I, I believe the green monkey effect was supposed to be playing at the Echo uh, next yes, week. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I love it's, alternative rock. It's, it's connected to the AIDS. <laughs> Black people were fucking monkeys, Ty. I said, oh my God, we are really. Mona, Mona seems like the, uh, the poster child for a little information is a dangerous thing. Yes. I mean, she. I mean, she's probably dead now. But uh, I mean, I would like to. Her. I'd like to call her and I'd like to talk to her. Yeah, yeah. Never. I never got. She, she said, "Ty, I'll give you a ride home." No, no. What you don't think that white people let black people ride in their car? Uh, no, 
No, I'm just afraid I'll probably never get out of your car. I'm just, <laughs> I just want to make sure I Jesus. got home. Uh, so. Well, she she sounds like a lovely person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would I would discuss evolution with her. And uh, that's just crazy. You know, that that's what's the funny thing about like, so you had a period of time where it was all white boxers, right? And right. Irish. And then you got Jack Johnson and, uh, you know, others. And so then black people are doing good at boxing. Well, you know, it's because they have thicker skulls. Yeah. You know, they have to invent any, they're always, they can't do that. They don't have what it takes to do that. Oh, they have extra stuff that gives them an advantage to do that. Well, watch you know? out, Jim. You're going to get in trouble. Because yeah. all the white guys I know that, that, that as we call, so you guys are considered woke. You is it, Why are you saying that? Well, it's true. Yeah. Well, See, well you're just I, taking up for the black guy. No. You know that. I don't, I don't like to think about it as being woke. I, I just consider it not being a fucking idiot. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, tomato, tomato, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I might get, but it's, it's, well, then, well, wait a minute. Tim Scott said that the, that the, that the woke people are just as bad as the, oh, something he said that was just as bad as something. What a conflicted son of a bitch he is. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, you, you've, you know, he had, the thing about him that's frustrating is he admits to experiencing racism. Right. But that, that doesn't mean that there's racism. Yeah. Just, right. just because I've been followed around in stores and, and pulled over unnecessarily, those aren't signs of systemic racism. Yeah, but, that doesn't I, exist. I, I, but you know, the average person doesn't know what racism means. They just say, "Well, you're being," you know, and they don't know that racism is behind economics. Right. That everything is built off of economics. That's why they, they were saying, you know, well, Obama didn't do anything for us. Well, because if black people aren't coming together in an economic way to build, you know, then they're not going to. And that's and every time that they were making progress, it didn't matter who was in office. They did not get the different things that they were supposed to get to make things happen. So, well, not not to diminish the the economic impact, but I I think if you look at what the Biden administration has done so far in the last hundred and nine days, right. and what Merrick Garland is doing in terms of civil rights mm -hmm. with the Department of Justice, I mean this week. We we saw you know Derek Chauvin and his right. three co-conspirators uh, being charged on a federal level with depriving George Floyd of his rights, and I I think it's it's just important at this point mm -hmm. to say that the next person who tells you that both parties are the same, you really should feel that that gives you the license to kick them in the crotch. Well, well, well uh, now, now did, did Garland get all his people? Have they, have they approved all of his, because they, well, you know, know they got the deputy and they're, they're still, well, they're holding them out. back because as I said before, they, all these investigations that are going to go down for the next three, four years, they're going to be in, there's going to be a lot of serious hot water. So they're trying to slow it down. Which is now that's why Rudy's asking for help from from Trump because it's going to cost him millions of dollars, or unless he's going to sing, and if he loses his, uh, they're going to tell him we're going to get you disbarred, and he doesn't want because his money's he's done as far as making money, but if they don't disbar him and he's he's going to sing, you know, I mean, Cohen already told him that if you, he said, dude, they did the same thing to me, you either talk. Or they're going to get you. And that's where Gates is going to get his. 
Gates is, I mean, you know, Gates is, what's the guy's name? Greenberg? Mm-hmm. He's already singing. Then they write a letter or something. I don't think uh, NBC couldn't say that they well, saw it. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. We, you know, we were talking about this on the show last week. Is there there is the letter that that Greenberg allegedly wrote confessing everything to Roger Stone, mm-hmm. but and not that I doubt mm-hmm. any of what he's saying. Uh, the involvement of Roger Stone just makes me. Kind of want to, you know, let's take a closer look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but Gates, if 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 they get Gates, if Gates starts talking, Roger Stone's going to be put right back on the witness stand. If he lies this time, he's going to jail. And so is, because I believe that Rudy Giuliani is the low-hanging fruit that is basically going to lead to all of them, which is the reason why they don't want you, they don't want to put the commission together for the insurrection because if you do that you know you're going to find out who the people were that were involved in this shit i mean that's what i'm saying it's i mean it's just going to continue to mushroom and it's all of them are involved and that's that's fine yeah, take I, them all down yeah I, that's, i'm, I'm and with you. On, honestly yeah. i i don't know if there are enough like thinking people left in the republican party but you know, you look at the the Liz Cheney's and the Mitt Romney's, people who I I am not generally going to defend them. However, the fact that they are currently standing up for you know facts and reality and and truth, it's kind of like what people were talking about around the election. Like, well, what are we going to do with the Lincoln Project guys? Fuck them, hang them out to dry, let them rot. They spent most of their careers building this system that has effectively torn down a big chunk of America, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the, the person who accepts faith on their deathbed. I, you know what? I, I'm not buying it. Thank you. You serve a purpose and, and we will, we will accept your help in that. And whether it's the Lincoln project guys trying to take down Trump or Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, uh, Kinsinger from Illinois, Mm -hmm. like the few, principled Republicans mm-hmm. who are standing up for, for truth and facts. Thank you for that. You know, it's, it's, it's like the cop, uh, who, who got tased at, at the insurrection who, when they asked, you know, what, what would you say to, to the people who, who saved you from the crowd? It's like, well, thanks for saving me, but fuck you for being there in the first place. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I, you know, that's it, what I, I think, it, you know, we don't, oh, fuck all Republicans, all cops, bastards. You know, there are no absolutes. Right. And I'm not saying that these people should be welcomed in and embraced. And and you're one of us. No, you're not one of us. Mm-mm. But you're better than these other motherfuckers who we're both trying to take down. So come fight with us. Mm-hmm. And then when we beat the idiots, then you can go back to your place and and fight with us. Right. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I always knew that, that the people who would, if anybody helps bring down Trump, you know, it has to be an insider and generally almost all the insiders are scumbags to begin with, you know? Um, I find it interesting because Liz Cheney, to me, don't know much about her except that she, uh, couldn't stand for LGBT rights despite her lesbian sister. 
um, because she's a piece of shit who wants to do well in the Republican Party. Right. And to do well in the Republican Party, you kind of have to be a piece of shit. Right. So it is weird to see it her- It is on brand. Yeah, it, well, but it is, it is her, weird to see her have some backbone because right. she didn't have backbone when it came to LGBT right. you know, rights. Um, but, but uh, you, know, you know, she's also, you know, she comes from the you know, stock of Darth Vader. She absolutely, from, one know, of the, the worst world. humans ever. Right, to, and to, so, uh, and she, I mean, she should have no fear of Trump anyway. And these are not, these are not the, these Republicans are not the Republicans of old. These aren't even Tea Party. These dudes are just mullets. They yeah. don't. They don't. You know, they're mullet heads. They don't. They don't. They don't think that, when they say conservative, these guys don't even give a shit. And the people who, who's who's backing them, Trump has turned the Republican Party in. Well, for the last four years, it was a reality TV show, and that's what they pay attention to. It's the conflict. That's why they were so pissed about you know the Dr. Seuss shit, or they were you know they tried to sell that uh, Kamala was selling her book to the whatever i'm actually yeah. glad she don't speak because she takes too long to get her words out she's not a, she's not like you know i would have wanted stacy abrams but they gave me her but she she just takes too long all these big pauses in her speaking you well, know there was there's a, a a great editorial in the new york times this week by charles m blow uh liz cheney we have a memory you're no hero and i think it it really it encompasses it's like Yes, thank you for what you're doing now, but right. you know you're, the only, you're, you're not our friend. Yeah, my, the only Atlanta guy, guy the guy that about. I respect the most, because I really think he has come around, mm -hmm. is Michael Cohen. Like I think he legitimately feels he did wrong, and was yeah, but. I mean, you know, it's it. it we we have a, a mutual friend uh, who who I'm not going to name, who has been a Republican uh, for a long time. Oh, wait, saying so you're saying you and I have yeah. a mutual. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought you knew somebody that knew Michael Cohen. No, yeah, no, no. We don't all know each other. <laughs> Although he does look like a guy I went to summer camp with. Uh, but this Republican guy who was vacillating. Oh, I mean, I like Trump, but I don't know. And it took the the insurrection on January sixth to to sort of shake a little reality into his life and go, and and only a little. He didn't let that much reality in. Yeah. You know, he's still. Whoa, I mean, he's gonna yeah, be he's gonna was, be a liberal any day now. Yeah, for about five minutes, you know, yeah. and, until the next conservative barks in his ear. But it it's that thing of it shouldn't take that. You know, you, you yeah. should have known. And not just him, but all of these other Republicans, you know, the, especially the ones who are in power. You've had decades of, of Republican fuckery and, and lying to, to stand up and, and be courageous and stand up for what is truly right. And I don't say that. Oh, Democrats, right or wrong? You know, I'm not saying that. But when it comes to issues regarding civil rights, uh, how we treat the poor, basically, you know, the, the a lot of that stuff that that Jesus dude talked about, uh, allegedly, you know, all these actual Christian values that uh, were the furthest thing from the agenda of the Christian values, finger quotes, party. I, I'm not buying it. 
it, you know, it's your your deathbed confession is, is falling on deaf ears because we have seen what you have done. Mm-hmm. And you you mentioned the Dr. Seuss stuff. And, you know, I'm not I'm not breaking any news here saying, oh, well, the Republicans are just power hungry assholes who are in the game to consolidate power. It, it, it's like these kids who I want to be famous. Well, what do you want to be famous for doing? What do you mean do? I, I want to be famous. Yeah. It, it, no. It, that, unfortunately, that is how it works. Mm-hmm. But if we all stand up and say, no, that that is not how it should be working. Mm-hmm. And then they want a tattoo. <laughs> Hervé Villachez? <laughs> really, any any small Frenchman in a, in a white suit. Yeah. yeah um <laughs> Well, uh I, I think at this point we, we realize that uh where we're going, we don't need rails. Uh <laughs> so with that salute to Christopher Lloyd, uh I, I think that's uh it's a good time to, to, to it call up. it a day. Yeah. Go, go, go ahead and do the ant man. Go ahead and do the Advark. John Bonnevers, the Advark. Listen to me, Ant. You're not going to get far with this. Let me tell you something, man. You just need to chill out and cool down. I'm not cooling down. I'm eating an apple. <laughs> uh, it does that so damn man. I was like, man. And I, I, I and I'm sitting I'm watching channel fifty six and they came on and I fell out laughing. They hadn't even started yet. And I was sitting there, I was, I was gonna call uh, Yeah. And then the, the ant sounds like uh some brother who, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I always try to think of a name that, that you could give him uh, who he sounds like. Because he sounds like a black dude. And he's like, hey. Let me tell you something. Man, you just need to relax. <laughs> Quality entertainment from the 70s, kids. Yeah, Check uh, it out. Ant in the Yardbark. <laughs> so that, I guess, is is a good, uh, good thing to go out on. But... Uh, Want to thank you guys for being here. This is this uh, was our first show with everybody back in studio in Woo-hoo. person. So very very excited. Glad you guys could be a part of it. Mister Jim Coughlin, thank you for being here. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Well, they could go to jimcoughlin.com and. Uh, buy an album or just find my Twitter and my Facebook. I'm doing a show in the park. Uh, I don't have the details, but it's like May 30th or something. And it's going to be in Is the park. Is it Saturday? I think so. In the park? Yeah. I think it might be the 4th of July. Oh, interesting. Uh, people laughing, people You know, the real, the real, the now here's the trivia. We've, we've established that David <laughs> can tell you where a band formed. This is going to be one of the trickier ones. Where did the band Chicago form? Downers Grove. No. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that, uh, that, that would be Chicago, Jim. See, he knows all. He knows all. Right on. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, and, yeah. Always, uh, uh, pleasure. Diamond Ship, always a pleasure to have you here thank as you. well, sir. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? You can find me on Time and Ship at Weebly.com, my new website. It has all my clips and stuff on there, as well as uh, Time and Ship at Instagram, Time and Ship at Facebook, Time and Ship at Twitter, 
And I got, we do have the second script done, and you can get my book, My East St. Louis, at uh, Amazon.com, as well as my CD, Universal Brother, on CD Baby, as well as iTunes and Spotify. Right on. Yeah, check them out before before they blow up. You you should uh, pick up the book, My East St. Louis, read it, and then in the not-too-distant future, when you see it on TV, you can go, wait a minute, I read that. Yeah. And and you'll be better off yeah. than you were. Actually, we did change the name to East Boogie. Right on. Which Jim would relate to that East Boogie because that's what they call uh, East St. Louis. Nice. East Boogie. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here and uh, me. I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can catch me on the socials on Facebook. I am Dr. David Robinson on the Twitter. I am at Stand Up Fall Down, and I believe I am also Stand Up Fall Down on Instagram. I need to look into that. I really don't use it that much, but I will, really, I swear, because I care. If you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials as well. On Facebook, it is Let's Be Treasonable, all spelled out. And on the Twitter, we are at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings onto you, the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening. Even on the platforms where you're not, if you got the time and you're so inclined. If you didn't like what you heard, well, not sure why you stuck around, but thanks for doing that. Make you a deal. You don't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. We will be back next week in one form or another. Until then, happy Mother's Day to all the moms, all the aunts, and John Shaft, because (laughs) I hear he is one Bad Bad mother. mother. Shut Shut your mouth. But I'm talking about Shaft. Happy Mother's Day. Happy birthday to my big sister. We will be back next week. Until then, goodbye.